0: I see the roofs. I see the sunny side. Egg the sun. What's with yeah. the white and the purple three quarter circle below? Like, what's what's that?
1: Well, actually, if it may show up white there, that what's a, a, above this purple circle? But that's a, a pale yellow. But uh, well, that is just like an offsetting. That's just a color scheme. The little circle purple to offset the big yellow. It just kind of okay. I did it to kind of balance the painting a little bit.
0: It doesn't mean anything. It's just a, you know, it's just a <laughs> hey. So sometimes, just hey. So sometimes, a purple circle is just a purple circle. There, there's there's nothing, right. there's nothing exactly. there's nothing else to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. All right, Johnny. It's time for Peter's painting podcast. Should I call my dad? I think you should call your dad. All right. Now again, I forget what number he is, which is really annoying. But I'll, I'll go with this one. Darren, what number? Darren, what's the number? I know. Crazy thing is, this is the best technology. Me holding the phone to the microphone. I don't know if it's the best, but it's maybe the
1: easiest. Your call has been forwarded to voicemail. Oh, all right,
0: damn. All right, let me let me call a different number.
1: Attempt number two. One eternity later. Hey.
0: T- Dad. Oh yeah. Are you ready for PETA's painting podcast? I'm ready. Freddie. Yes, I am. Well, first let's, let's stop before we get to the paintings and uh, like, and and subscribe and understand that all the paintings are 18 by 24 inches. They fit anywhere. They're available for purchase two to $500. Uh, It sort of depends. You actually work it out with mom and dad personally. So not only do you get a beautiful painting, but you build a lifelong relationship with my parents. So just uh, inquire in the comments and you got to say all that stuff up front dad, or You lose people. I, we've learned that in the podcast world. So. Okay. All right. Okay. My 87 year old father paints these all they're all originals and don't feel bad for him. He's got like hundreds of them. So it's <laughs> uh, a matter of cleaning out the closet. All right, dad. First of all, in terms of sports, man, hey. on Thursday night, the, the, uh, and this is, we're recording this Friday. So we do not know the results of the Celtics nuggets games. Um, when this drops on Sunday, but the Bruins got the best of the avalanche dad, they did. They got, we the best saw the whole
1: game. That was a tough loss for you guys. I mean, the first goal came in 14 seconds or uh, 44 seconds. Right. Uh, that Boston garden is a hell hole for visiting teams. I'll tell you. Well, did you
0: know that this year, dad, it is the hardest place for away teams to win in in both the NHL and the NBA. How about that?
1: I didn't know that. Wow. That says something. Uh, I played a few games in there, a, a bunch of games in the garden. And uh, it's uh it's a tough place to play. It's a, uh, the seats are very close. Even though they go up, they're very close. Well, to now we got
0: to hold arena. on, dad. Hold on. We got to back up because you're shocking people with this information that what? just, well, uh, the people might not know you played division one baseball and hockey at Northeastern. And oh,
1: that's true. You
0: yeah. competed in uh, well, you competed in the bean pot for a couple of years, which is Harvard Northeastern BU and Boston college. But right. did, did you play other games in the Boston Garden too? Just like just oh yeah, a, we, oh.
1: when we we were fortunate uh, at Hingham High School where we played hockey. We were po- fortunate to play in the Garden several times against visiting uh, hi- high school teams. Wow. And, in coll- wow! and in college, we played a lot of games in the Garden, Boston Garden, and we played the remaining games in the uh, Boston mm-hmm. Arena, which is now called Matthews Arena. It's owned by Northeastern. But so I'm very familiar with that area. You wouldn't believe how crummy the um, t- dressing rooms were in the. Well, Boston all right. Garden. How many
0: games ish? How many games would you approximate? You've played in the Boston garden then all, all told.
1: Oh, all told. Well, probably in, um, oh my God, between the high school and the college, yeah. uh, being part of I it. Mean, oh, I probably played about 75 games there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's crazy actually yeah. i did not know was, i i knew you would play there but i had not the 70 you played hockey in the boston garden 75 times
1: at least yeah at least <laughs> that's plus, crazy. Plus, plus, pra- plus practices there weren't that back in the 50s Darren. there weren't yeah. that many arenas right there really weren't right and so the boston garden was very good they got a lot of hockey teams we, we used to have play like charlestown east boston we had blood bots with those idiots but uh it was a uh, very good place for most of the teams to play high school in college because we only had i'd say there's maybe only four or five other arenas in east boston eastern boston, um massachusetts at that at that time but uh it was a great place and the, the best thing was the bean cart bean part because they used to have the bands there and the place would sell out Thirteen nine oh nine. nine Oh nine. It was just a great memory. It truly is. But I felt sorry for you guys because I kind of believe a team scored that quickly. Well, hold and on. Let I, me I back guess... up.
0: Let me back up to you, dad. Cause your stories yeah. Yeah. are great. Did you ever score a goal in the bean pot? The, the years that no, you played? no, you never, never in the bean pot. No, no. So what, what, what <laughs> was your role in Like what, who were you in hockey? You you were a left winger, right? No, right winger, right, right winger. Wing. Sorry. Right, right wing shot.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I was on, I was on the line that, uh, I was on the third line, right wing. We're the ones that would face the first line. We were pretty fast. So we were like a checking line to wear down the opponent's first line. We weren't really great scorers.
0: Okay. Okay. You know, so So you're, you're, you're kind of a grinder then.
1: We're we're, a grinder. Yeah. I'm a grinder.
0: Were were you more, (laughs) were you more of a scorer in high school?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. In high school I was, but in college, you know, everybody's a hell of a lot better. So right, you right. You, know, you don't get that many opportunities, but, uh, it was a very big honor to be able to play in the, in the garden. And, uh, I think that I, I, I think that teams know tonight, tonight, I, I got a question for you. Yeah. Is uh, Djokovic going to be playing? I know his good friend died of a heart attack.
0: Yeah. That was really, really sad. Uh, yeah, he'll be playing, but he's, he he's, will. He obviously has a heavy heart. Well, I think he is, you know. Um, mm. You know, that's that's actually kind of a good question because I don't know when the services are, and he was very yeah. close to that coach who died. Yeah. Um, was uh, only, he was only 42. And 46. He had hundred, 46. Oh, 42. Okay. Oh, oh I, you did. know, you you might be right. You might be right. Um, okay. But he was young. He was young, you know. He, yeah, he was an
1: assistant coach for the Warriors and right, uh, yeah. Yeah. a really good basketball player himself in his day. Uh, I was, Jeez, that was shocking a heart attack Would they eat at a meal or something. No, I, I don't
0: know. I don't know the details of it, but yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's actually, that's a darn good question. And that's something I'll follow up on because yeah. if there are services or yeah, it's a tough one that that's, that's sad. Uh, I don't know yeah. is the answer. And again, this is, yeah. um, airing on Sunday, so we'll certainly yeah. know by the time right. this is on, but it's a good question. Right. Uh, but okay. what, what do you think? What do you think makes it so difficult to play in Boston? Well, why do you think it's so tough for opposing teams? I mean, well, of I course, think, the I Bruins and Celtics are good, but go ahead.
1: Well, they're good, but I think there's a tradition there. They're one of the original <laughs> hockey teams, and the Bruins and the Celtics won a lot of games there. And it's uh, it's a very traditional place, and I think it's intimidating also because the fans are so rowdy. They're throwing stuff down. Oh, they used to in the old days throw stuff down onto the yeah. And we should say we
0: should say for the record, we're we're aware that it's a completely new building that was built right next to the original Boston Garden. That's so that's true. So when you say you play, it's still called the Boston Garden or the TD Waterhouse, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's it's a newer, better place. The one I played in was a real rat hole.
0: Right and, uh, what, and, what did they do with that building, Dad? Is it still right there? Is it Well, still- What
1: they did? No, what they did. They demolished that building. Oh, okay. OK. And just built it right next to it. It was an accelerated building process, and it's my, I've been in the new one. It's beautiful. It's just really nice. But the old, old the old one <laughs> I'll tell you how bad the, the the dressing rooms were. We used to change clothes in one room and then walk down the hallway about 25 feet to go in the showers. The showers weren't even connected to the dressing room. Can you believe that? <laughs> oh well. Hey, I want to ask you something. Did you mention Dean Koontz the other day? Uh yeah, yes. yes. How did you how did you did you meet him or something? No,
0: no, no. I got all I got all these books. I got tons of books behind me. I just uh it was just a book.
1: Oh, okay, because I'm a big fan of Dean Koontz. Did you know that when we were out in steamboat I met him for dinner one night. I did not know that. What's that story? You didn't know that? Well, you know the Amper River downtown.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, well, what happened was uh, I found out through the uh, library that he was coming in uh, for an afternoon, I think this a Saturday, for a speech at the public library. And for some reason, I went skiing, so I didn't see that. But they told me about that um, because at the um, post office... I had been corresponding with my uh, agents, the Baransky brothers in New York City, on, on my uh, uh, novels, back and forth. we you know, we get them published. And of course we didn't. But uh, anyways, they because of the amount of correspondence going back and forth, because we're a very small post office, they thought I might be interested in meeting him. So they uh, got a hold of me, and uh, I met him at this very cozy restaurant you know, near the Amper River in downtown steamboat wow and uh, he uh, he had published about two or three novels by then who knew he would be you know become so right. famous but we we had a terrific night had a couple of drinks a big porterhouse steak and he just he was like a rack hunter he would just he had all these stories to tell about going around and speaking and talking and everything. <laughs> so I, I can't believe I didn't, I didn't let I, you know that. I had
0: no idea. You had never told me that. I mean, why no. would you, why would you tell an eight year old, you know, I mean, you know, I wouldn't care at the time. <laughs> well,
1: that's true. Where's daddy. Oh, he's down the river he's talking to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, you know, I'm, I'm eight, you know, probably wouldn't uh, register, but that's really, really cool. That's, that's awesome. Dad. I, I love the stories top to bottom. All right, yeah. let's talk about the uh, paintings. We'll go with Turnkey Junction. What's going Turnkey on? Turnkey Junction. What's going on okay. in Turnkey Junction, Dad?
1: Okay. Um, let me... Okay. Uh, well, years ago, uh, your mom and I traveled to Paris and stayed at a small hotel in the left bank, not far from the uh, famous Musée d'Orsay Museum, <clears throat> which used to be an old train station, if you could believe it. Anyways, uh, we checked in uh, and... We're given a huge brass door key for our room, uh, which was on the top uh, fourth floor, top floor. And this key had a jagged entrance end of it mm. and a long tassel on its tail. And it must have weighed two to three pounds. It was huge. This was years before, you know, f- a hotel flashcard keys. Anyways, uh, we lugged this thing up with our luggage into a creaky old elevator and went up to our room and changed or whatever. and you know, we went out walking. And fortunately we could leave this monster at the front desk when we went outside. So it was, uh, it seemed very strange, but I've thought of that from, I've, I've thought of that damn key from time to time over the years. I don't know why it's just one of life's weird voyages, I guess. Anyway, several years ago I was doodling, fooling around with a pencil and paper and Somehow, that big key came to mind. Mm. I don't know why it just popped into my mind, so I started painting big jagged keys, and it finally resulted in this abstract <laughs> that's it <laughs> all
0: right all right, it's very colorful it's uh it's beautiful. I absolutely love it. Um Good. again you have no white in this painting whatsoever. Zero. It's all zero color. white on this one. Yep. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. no, I guess you got a little outline stuff. I mean, very little though. Very, mm-hmm. very, very little. And yep. yeah, you you but you do love colors and abstracts, don't you? I mean, you oh, just, yeah, I um, love it.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you sure do.
0: All right. And no then the next painting is uh hot sun over roof. A lot of white in this one, actually. And, yeah, I, I could see the roof here, but this is a little abstract, too. Uh, so yeah. why don't you uh, describe this, what we got going on here?
1: Okay. Well, okay. Um, well, this thing is a gentle, fairly smooth abstract that I painted about three years ago. Um, I was thinking of a bright sun mm. rising over a, uh, like a sharp, edgy city rooftops. Okay. Uh, probably, let's say, a midsize American city. I wanted the roofs to stand out rather than the buildings. Okay. And I wanted okay. the sun to be surrounded by some sort of vapor cloud to almost be like smothering the roof lines. Oh. But I think many people will see a, a sunny side egg hanging up there. It looks <laughs> a
0: little like an egg. It does look yeah. a little bit like an egg. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: It, it's all up to the viewer. <laughs> and, uh, So, anyways, that's that's basically it. All right, but
0: Um, I see the roofs. I see the sunny side egg. The sun. What's with the white and the purple three quarter circle below? Like, what's what's that?
1: Well, actually, if it may show up white there, that what's above this purple circle, but that's a a pale yellow. But uh, well, that is just like an offsetting that's just a color scheme the little circle purple to offset the big yellow. It just kind of, okay. I did it to kind of balance the painting a little bit. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a, you know,
0: <laughs> just a, Hey, so sometimes, just Hey, so sometimes a purple circle is just a purple circle. There, there's, there's, nothing, right. there's exactly.
1: nothing else to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. You know, but it's, um, it's, it was a fun painting to do and I didn't, uh, I didn't have any great expectations. Dad, what do, you, what,
0: that, do you, what do you think of cities these days? Just the cities in America in general. Cities cities. back in the day when you were growing up were such an amazing place, right? And uh, They were. It yeah. seems like we've had a deterioration in, in cities in America.
1: Well, when I grew up, people could live in cities they could afford them. Um, when I lived out in San Francisco, Darren, uh, this was back from nineteen sixty-two to sixty-five, three three years, and I lived out on the Great Highway, you know, when uh, out by the uh, where they do all the surfing and everything. Yeah, and I I lived in an old whack barracks, a, a wooden uh, building, three stories high, and my rent, and I could park my car right out there on the Great Highway. That was a trouble; in San Francisco, trying to find a parking space. So, anyways, uh, I got a room up in the third floor. For seventy-five dollars a month, wow! And uh, that was very reasonable even then. It was at the bottom of what they call the Sunset District. where yeah, I had stayed up uh, uh, above for a month for about one hundred and thirty-five dollars. So I got a, it was a great price, and uh, the city was affordable then. I the thing my my remembrances of cities that people could afford to live in them, mm-hmm. and they could afford to rent in them. And now I I know Boston is horrific. And San Francisco is too. And uh, in fact when we were out there, the whole bunch of us, you and me and mom and dad and everybody, and your boys and your wife and everything. Yeah. That when we, we went out there, uh the rents are just they were talking, we were discussing the rents and the and the sale prices of homes, right. particularly down the down uh San Jose area and that and that it's just astronomical. right? right. a million five starting sale. Boston it's horrendous. Rents are Four or five thousand a month, and young people can't afford it. And it's going to hurt cities if they don't do something about this uh, housing crisis. I don't know what can be done, but they got to build some more buildings. They have to take over some. We got a horrendous amount of empty office buildings now in Boston from the pandemic, and that could be converted into housing, but they don't seem to be doing anything like that. People are sleeping on the streets. Nobody slept on the streets in cities when I was growing up. But no, every city has that. So.
0: Yeah, what What was the homeless situation when you were growing up, Dad?
1: Well, it was probably z- like zero. Yeah. I mean, pe- people, uh, people could afford to rent a place. They could afford to buy a house. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think our house, I don't know what it paid my family house, but it was probably under $10,000 right. when my mother and father bought it. And uh, it's not the case now. That same house, just went for over a million dollars did
0: it really did it yeah, sold it sold yeah. again recently relatively recently yeah,
1: yeah, it sold about a year ago for a million one 000, 000. did it really yeah
0: yeah that yeah, house yeah. sold for on water Street sold for a million one 000,
1: 000. yeah yeah that, it's, it's, no like, sh- it's
0: like it's like fifteen hundred square feet, maybe
1: yeah, and uh it's right on the street and it's a small lot, it had a garage and it had three bedrooms and it had a half a cellar. They didn't even dig out. When they built it, they didn't dig out half the soil. They left the dirt there. And uh, up back, you couldn't see it, but there was a big cemetery. And uh, it was nothing special. But it was close to the train station, which was good. And it was close to downtown. You could walk to down, downtown. But it was just a regular street. And uh, there weren't many houses there, probably over 10 at the time.
0: All yeah, right. You you. That's so crazy. Changed. All right, dad, <laughs> uh, what are you and mom doing this weekend? What's uh, what's big, uh, this weekend.
1: Uh, not too much. We shoveled out the cars yesterday. We had some ice storm uh, the other day, so we're still shoveling that out. Yeah. Right. Mom's mom's car wouldn't start, so we had to get that jump oh, started. Jesus. So oh just God. the same old winter blues. That's <laughs> crazy. How are you doing out there? You getting some? Uh, snow? no, it,
0: it was really cold. Now it's been really nice. It's going to be a pretty moderate weekend. And yeah. uh, no, it's Colorado, man. I mean, we get our cold snaps, we get our snow, but it goes away. You know, I was yeah. I was looking at the bike paths yesterday, like I don't know, maybe. I'll, I'll yep. definitely get outside in the next week or so on my bike. No doubt about it. Oh, Zero doubt about it. So. I see
1: you losing weight down. and you look great. Dropped about that's 20. What,
0: yeah. Keep
1: going. Wow. Is it 20? I thought 19 or 20. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, more yeah. power to you, man. Yeah. And yep, yep. give my, give my best to your wife and the boys and? and Johnny and Johnny. Tell everybody I'm thinking of them.
0: All right. I love you, dad. I'll talk to you later. Okay. I
1: love you. Babes. Take
0: right. care. Okay. I, was, I was waiting for him to say hello to you, Johnny. That's all right. I appreciate I got, that. He, he, uh, he got there. He got there. I appreciate it. It's, it's it's it touches my heart. They ask about you. I'm telling you, Johnny, they ask about you all the time. It's it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's great. I think it's wonderful. I so. think, I think, uh, kill you with truth has to make a uh, road trip sometime. We get to go out and see them. Yeah, it would be wonderful. Um, they would, I mean, they would love that. Are you kidding me? They would absolutely love that. So it'd be, it'd be fun to, to, to make that trip back, back to Boston. All right. Well, there you go. PETA's painting podcast. We've got turnkey junction, hot sun over roof. It is not a fried egg. It is a hot sun. And again, um, all available for purchase two to $500, 18 by 24 inches look great. Um, great conversation piece inquire in the comments. And yes, we have the world's most fascinating delivery system. What happens is you will have a personal relationship with my mom and dad. Um, as if you are interested in buying one of these original works by PETA McKee, we thank you. We'll talk to you next week on PETA's painting podcast. (music)